As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This week's episode of Critical Hit is being brought to you by Loot Crate. If you're looking for gear, collectibles, housewares, and more from your favorite pop culture franchises, look no, no further than Loot Crate. They've got you covered. Sure they do. Loot Crate offers a range of geek and gamer items for less than $20 a month. And if you want to take it to the next level, Loot Crate has a bigger loot with the Loot Crate DX. And if you're the type of person that likes to wear your geeky heart on your sleeve, then Lootware is the monthly wearables and accessory subscription. It's certainly the droid you're looking for. Oh, it's October. That chill is in the air. That means that Loot Crate's October theme is horror. Loot Crate is taking over 40 years of creepy, campy, bloody icons and putting them in this month's crate. You can channel your best final girl with items from The Walking Dead, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Halloween. But listeners, if you want to get in on this month's crate, you got to do it quickly. You have until the 19th at 9 o'clock p.m. to subscribe and receive this month's crate. And uh, if you miss that cutoff date, you are out. You're going to be out like the Freddy Krueger's first victim. It's going to be over for you. So make sure you head to lootcrate.com slash critical, enter the code critical, and save on any new subscription. What's going on, everybody? Steven Schleicher this week. So glad that you're uh, downloading and checking this out. A lot of cool things happening. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I had said that um, I was uh, interested in who was running Storm King's uh, Thunder. Is that what it's called? What's it called? I've got it right here. I've been reading it. Uh, yeah, Storm King's Thunder. And um, Jeanette wrote in and says, I haven't had a chance to run the adventure yet. However, I've been going through the book, and I think it looks like an amazing adventure. I'm really looking forward to running it. Also, the content on Roll20 is great. So she's gone in and used the Roll20 system that we've been talking about. I think Wizards did an amazing job putting it all together. Would highly recommend it to others. So it sounds like a good endorsement from Jeanette. She uh, uh, also sent a picture of her group around the table playing Dungeons and Dragons. That's a nice table and a nice setup. They got a huge map set up. Looks like everybody's having a lot of fun in that picture that she sent us. But if you're someone who's been looking to run Storm King's Thunder, but you want to do it on Roll20, you've got that option now because all of the modules and everything is, are, are in there for you to use. So uh, thanks, Jeanette. And she says, thank you for Critical Hit. Literally the reason I got it back into RPGs about four years ago. That's really cool. You know, there's a lot of really cool things that happen and I'm, I'm not saying you know i'm not taking credit for everything that happens in the world of dungeons and dragons right i'm not i'm not trying to go in there and say hey because of uh critical hit so many people are doing these things but there are a lot of people who have written to us or shouted out to us or called us or done whatever and said hey because of critical hit i'm now back into role-playing games i'm back into dungeons and dragons i'm back into hanging out with a game night with my friends 
And I think that's, that's really cool. There's this email. I don't know if I read this before. I apologize if I have, but it is, uh, but it's from Kenneth. And he says, uh, there's no question in this email. I can just, I hope I can pass along to everyone involved in the critical hit gang as a thank you message. This is a thank you message to you and them. I want to say a huge thank you for several years of listening entertainment and for getting me back into the hobby. I had been missing for a long time. D and D. I also wanted to say I've signed up as a patron on your Patreon page. Well, thank you, uh, Kenneth. For those of you that are wondering if you're looking for a way to support us, and I really do appreciate the support because it pays for all of our costs, and there are a lot of them. If you find some enjoyment from these shows, you can show your support for as little as a dollar a month. Head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Some people have asked, well, what if we're a VIP member? Eh, nothing changes. You're getting the same content on the VIP site as you are on the Patreon, Patreon site. But a lot of people have asked us, Stephen, uh, if you create a Patreon page, I will support you there. So for those of you that have been saying you would support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash major spoilers. Back into Kenneth's uh, email, he says, back in 2012, after many years of listening to a couple of Scott Johnson podcasts on the Frog, Pack, Frog Pants Network, I heard Critical Hit mentioned, decided to check it out. It was the middle of the Lords of the Feywild campaign. Wow, was that really back in 2012? Uh, so he went back and listened to the whole thing to catch up, and I've been dedicated listener ever since. Last summer, I had the pleasure of meeting most of you at Nerdtacular. Ooh, there is a Nerdtacular coming up again this year. You can find out more at nerdtacular.com. Um... I hope to see you again next summer in the Utah at the clip clop once again. So here's the cool thing. He says that he's now moving from behind the screen to in front of the screen and having a lot of fun with people. Uh, he says, I started DMing at a D and D adventurers league in September of 2014. And in January of 2015, I began running a separate event at different, at a different store. We started with one table with me hosting for three play players Today, we have built it up to where we run 13 tables across four nights of the week and three different game shops in the same local chain with over 100 players playing D&D every week. Holy crap, man. That is awesome. He says, I'm running one table on Monday and Wednesday night at two different stores. But between myself and my players, we've recruited all the other DMs and players to expand our little network. That is cool. That's what I like. I like people that are able to energize and get people excited about playing RPGs. It doesn't always have to be Dungeons and Dragons either. I mean, if you're into Pathfinder, great. Enjoy it, embrace it, love it. If you're into some other RPG game, be it a Roll20 game, a Fate System, whatever it may be. I've been playing an, another game, Call of Cthulhu, in the last couple of weeks. It's fun too. But I commend you, Kenneth, for getting this many people interested in Dungeons and Dragons. And hopefully you're telling them a little bit about Critical Hit too. We have players that range from preteens to retirees and cross the gamut of gender orientation, race, social class, and professions. We have retirees, accountants, aircraft mechanics, uh, security guards, cops, and construction workers in our group, and all of them love our game. I love that. I love that. He goes on. He's got some other things that he wants to, to say, that he's incorporated some of the uh, uh, rules challenges. He says that I've, I felt empowered just to ignore the published story and go off direction. I think he's talking about for... Um, the canned campaigns like Storm King's Thunder, which again, a this is an interesting book. This is a, I think if you're wanting to have a different adventure with a lot of giant fight interaction, go check that out. But again, back to his letter and the thing that I really wanted to get to this week, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to you, Rob, Brian, Matthew, Rodrigo, Adriana, Sam, Alex, and others who have made appearances on the podcast over the years. I'm also approaching our game shop this week to ask them if we can possibly start a private game with some of my best players from across the whole group to do an original homebrew game that we hope to record and podcast as a sponsored show to promote the game shop chain and its RPG products. 
I hope we get them to green light it, uh, to go ahead with that. I think it will be a fun project. Anyway, thanks again, says Kenneth. I get a lot of emails or questions from uh, different people from around the world. And a lot of them saying, Hey, Steven, you guys have a great podcast in which I always say, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that so many people enjoy what we do. I really, it really impresses the heck out of me that, that you have been sticking with us for as long as you have, that this show has continued for as long as it have, that we're, we're getting closer and closer every day to level 20. Holy cow, right? Then we've only got 10 more levels to go. This, this storyline is quickly going to end and then something else will have to come, right? But a lot of people come and say, Stephen, you know, are you worried? Are you upset that so many other people want to go out there and do D&D podcasts or Dungeons and Dragons podcasts or real play podcasts because they were inspired by Critical Hit or they're having so much fun and see you guys do it that they want to do it too? Doesn't that create a lot of competition for you? What about that? Uh, what about Geek and Sundry with their critical role? Aren't, doesn't that bother you? My answer is this, and I'm being totally honest with you on this. No, it does not bother me that other people are out there creating podcasts or media or content that is in the same um, space as Critical Hit. It really doesn't. Because the more people that can be out there sharing their love, their passion for something, whether it be Critical Hit, uh, whether it be, I'm sorry, whether it be Dungeons and Dragons, whether that be Pathfinder, whether that be Munchkin, whether that be Call of Cthulhu, whether that be, you know, the Star Wars uh, RPG, whether that be some fate system, whether it's something you've cooked up entirely on your own, whether you're working inside the world of Forgotten Realms or not, you're creating something. And just the process of creation is something that is really, really awesome. And I dig that. And yes, I do go out there and I do have problems with people who, uh, or shows that have poor quality audio where they, where the audio doesn't sound good. And to me, to me, that's just a turnoff. Now that's just my personal, that's just my personal problem with any show where it's poor quality audio or poor quality video or whatever. That's, that's my own personal thing, but that's not a reflection on the quality of the content that is inside a particular show. And of course, once people are out there and they're recording stuff, I have seen people improve over time. And that makes me happy too. And I do like it when people ask me, hey, Stephen, what gear do you use? Can we afford that gear? Can, uh, do you have recommendations on what we might want to do? Because we want to make it better. And I love people that want to make their product, their show, their podcast, their video, whatever it may be, better. And as far as competition goes, I, I mean, I don't mind the competition. And nobody should mind competition, right? Nobody should mind competition because competition is what pushes you harder to do better each and every week or each and every time that you sit down around the game table. Kenneth is sitting there in his letter talking about maybe in one of the paragraphs I didn't read about how impressed he is with Rodrigo's uh, dungeon mastering skills that it encourages him to go out there and do things or not to worry about things or feel comfortable changing things. Good. That is an example of this show pushing somebody to do better or do something different or try something. So if you're out there creating a Dungeons and Dragons podcast or an RPG podcast of any kind, welcome. 
You're creating something. You're contributing to the world. And guess what? The story that you create with your show is going to be totally different than someone else who's creating a different RPG podcast telling their story. Now, if everybody were just running canned adventures, yes, that would be a problem. Because you could only maybe listen to one show that has a canned adventure and then everybody knows what what goes on. So why listen to other people's take on the exact same story? But it's fine if you want to create a podcast, go out and do it. I encourage you to do it and and learn something. If you've never recorded a podcast before, go out and do it and learn something. Do something, make something. I think you'll have a lot of fun with it. So no, it does not bother me when a new podcast launches that's playing Dungeons and Dragons or playing whatever RPG game that's out there. I embrace it. Now, I'm not going to listen to them all. I don't have the time to listen to all of them. Good job if you're doing it. Keep doing it. Keep making. And you're going to have a lot of fun with it if uh, if you go for as long as we've done. I don't know how many years now are we into year six already. Congratulations, podcasters. We're just, you know, last week was International Podcast Day. I forgot about that, but good job, podcasters. This episode of Critical Hit is also being brought to you by Harry's. I love traveling with Harry's. I love traveling with my Harry's razor. It's got the little cover on there. You pop over your blade. You throw it in your bag. You've got your uh, shave cream. You've got your uh, shave balm, which I love the shave balm because it works really well after you've shaved, especially if you're someone that has sensitive skin, calms it down, cools it down. It's so, so nice. And the other thing I like about Harry's is their razors. I mean, it's a five blade razor now, and it's got, it's a soft, flexible hinged razor. So it gets glides across your face very nicely. It's got the trimmer blade. So you can get into those hard to reach places, the lubricating strip, all of those cool things that you expect from a high quality razor. You're going to find in Harry's. Someone tweeted out the other day. Hey, Steve, I'm about to try Harry's for the first time. I bet I'm going to enjoy my experience. I didn't hear back from the person. I'm guessing they did. Because I've never heard anyone complain about a Harry's razor. Number one, because of the high quality of the German uh, engineered factory that they have to make those blades. But the other thing is because it's a cheap price. $2 per blade compared to $4 that you're going to find for other blades at other drugstores. Harry's is able to offer you these high quality blades themselves because they own the German factory. And they can sell them for about half the price. So here's here's a special promotion for our listeners. Harry's is so confident in the quality of their blades... They're going to send you the popular free trial set, which includes the balm, the blade, and the shave cream. Okay, it comes with the the razors, the five-blade cartridge, the shave gel. It comes to you free when you sign up for a shave plan. You just pay for the shipping. Plus, there's a special offer. Enter the code CRITICALHIT at checkout to get a post-shave balm added to your order for free. That's right, so you're going to get the razors, the five-blade cartridge, and a shave gel. Enter the code critical hit at checkout and get the shave balm added for free. So go to Harry's right now. Enter the code critical hit at checkout to claim your free trial set and your post shave balm. That's Harry's.com. Enter the code critical hit. Start shaving better today. Okay, enough uh, chit chat. I know we've uh, talked a little bit, but uh, if you made it this far, thank you again. We'll be back next week to talk about some other things because I think by the end of this episode, Some of you might freak out. Maybe. I don't know. Let's see. Here's Critical Hit.
Welcome to Critical Hit, a major spoilers podcast. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. What kind of trouble are we going to get into? Where are we going to go? Who is that guy over there in the corner? Oh, it's Rodrigo Lopez. Rodrigo, take us on an adventure, please. Okay. So, last time... On Critical Hit! It's pretty good. Um... Yeah, things things didn't necessarily go according to plan. Uh, so uh, we have our adventurers scattered throughout the city uh, trying to reconnect, um, <laughs> I believe, in the uh, shanties outside of the city. Is that right? I believe so. That's right. That's where we're headed. Yep. Okay. So uh, we will... Pick it up with uh, Orem and Sakar as they uh, make their way through the sewer system of the city uh, with a little rat guide on Sakar's shoulder. A small rat guide purse. Is the rat actively guiding us? Uh, in the sense that she says, turn here, don't go in there, um, go up these and down those. Okay. But she's not, she's not giving you a, a particularly, uh, a colorful tour of the sewers. She's not pointing out, you know, uh, landmarks or conversation points. And these are where rats you said? That's what they said they were. Okay. How does a were rat work? The, you're asking her. Yes. Uh, it's a. Is it, is it like a disease? Yes. Hmm. You get bit by a rat and then you turn into that, or is it something else? Well, you get bit by a were rat. I'm yeah. And so you can change shape at any time. You have to learn how. It takes ah. a lot of work. Ah, okay. Usually, right after you're bitten, you mostly just turn into a were-rat at an opportune moment and, you know, kill whoever's near, family, mm. friends, passers-by. Mm. Sounds horrible. Mm. It is. Control can be difficult. Is there a way to reverse the process? Like no. an antidote? No. Hmm. Okay. When you become a lycanthrope, you're one for life. I see. You seem to be doing uh, okay with it. I suppose you've got a community of uh, of other others like yourself. Yes, we have gathered. We are trying to make the best of it. Chal really tries to keep everything under control. Good. Yep, just trudge along. Mm-hmm. So, what are these? Um, these sewers built up like um, brick and mortar type stuff. Uh, Largely, big, small. Uh, they are mostly big. Um, you do. You guys do turn down some narrower passages, but. Um, they are largely built of, yeah, that sort of like um, 
large stone bricks mm-hmm. um, held together by something, um, which is a contrast from you know the streets, which are seamless essentially, mm-hmm. at least in parts of the city. This is you know probably denotes that the sewers are older than that, um, or maybe that that process doesn't work in the sewers. Hmm. Okay. Um, you also at least you pass a couple of essentially zones where the porousness of the stone changes, the uh, architecture of the arches and the pipes changes as well. And you would imagine that you are in a either, well, probably both a different district and a part of the sewers that was built at a different time. Hmm. How old are these sewers? They've been here. Some part of the sewers has been here as long as the city has been here. The Mawakali built them because this was going to be their great achievement. Why are they so Hmm. large? Uh, That's partially because of the coil. They used to move things around through here before they became so difficult to traverse with uh, essentially... Some of their experiments got away from them, and they sort of forswore them. It was just too expensive to keep them pest-free. But they must have kind of forgot about them, right? I mean, forgot about the the sewers? Uh, Doesn't look like they're well-maintained, and obviously if they're letting you run around uh, unchecked... It depends. Depends on the district. Richer districts and districts that have more direct coil influence are much better maintained and secured. Mm, okay. Districts that are poorer are often maintained by the very people who live there. No uh, direct training. Well, I mean, apprenticeships of sorts, but it tends to be more of a community thing. There are sections of this city that are essentially lawless there's no law enforcement really there's no services people just do what they can hmm oh yes we have not been in that part of the city Hmm. (laughs) or have we i don't know it seems like every time we turned around there was some coil operative there trying to chase us out Yeah, what's you guys' deal anyway? <laughs> deal? Yeah, what are you doing here? Ah, uh, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, trying to bl- break into the uh, Black Archive, you know, typical stuff. Possibly bring down the coil entirely. Oh, that's that sounds difficult. Oh, I am, I, it certainly is, yes. The coil are a lot like these sewers. If you cut off one part of it, you'll just get a lot of sludge build up somewhere else. Oh, I'm beginning to see that. Oh, yeah. Here, why don't you turn uh, in this direction? That will probably help. Ah, uh, okay. All right. So oh, you're, so just you, real quick, like Randas isn't there, right? Oh, yeah, Randas and Ket are somewhere else. Uh, 
<laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, no, no, no. It's good. It's fine. I just thought that Brian was just enjoying the scene. Mm. <laughs> ah, mm. <laughs> yes. This is tr- entertaining. <laughs> yes. But I am not here. Great role-playing by everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we were so good at our job that it just sucked Brian right in. We haven't yes. met back up yet. Okay, got it. It's been a while. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so... Uh, um, you guys uh, walk for a little bit and you get to another part of the sewers and then uh, so here there's like a bunch of grates and like water is just like streaming down into the into the, a channel that eventually leads back to the main sewers and uh, she points at it with her little rat claw and says you can wash up here Oh, okay. This is this is cleanish water. This water comes directly from a lake above. It's just an overflow. Okay. We shall take the opportunity to clean the sewer. Yes, off of our stuff from us. Scrub, 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 scrub. Really, really scrub. <laughs> Reach into my cloak and pull out one of my little vials. Reach in my cloak, pull out two vials, and hand it to Scar. <laughs> and what is in this vial? Things that will make you smell less like sewer. Ah, much appreciated. Thank you. We smell less like sewer. Less- smell like a sewer in the springtime. <laughs> it's a, a yes. sewer full of flowers. There's a word for that, but I can't say it because we don't have an adult tag. It's so, Cooper uh, <laughs> That's your one. That'll work. That'll work. I right. couldn't help myself. So, uh, you guys get a little bit cleaner. Mm-hmm. And uh, she as you go down another set of corridors. Is there anything down here that looks like it might be of use or knowledge that we definitely want to take notice of? I mean, obviously these are enormous sewers. Yeah. Um, other, I mean, the, the basic thing is that the sewers do seem to connect the majority of the city, mm-hmm. um, but they're labyrinthine and dangerous. Mm. Um, and without the reference of where exactly you are, it's difficult to map them out. Mm-hmm. Um, so all the all the knowledge is too general, right? It's it's kind of like if you were escaping from prison and you knew roughly that outside of the prison it was a prairie or a forest or something like that, but you didn't actually know that is like you're probably gonna like run in there and get caught or get hurt or something like that mm-hmm. uh, I'm unless just, you had more time to study it in yeah some way. i'm just wondering how we ended up in here mm. i presume we were thrown from the rocket yes through the ground possibly into one of the grates and we were then carried underground 
the entrances to the sewers are large as well, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. We've seen them, yes? Yeah. So. I mean, the, the Black Archive had, like, that moat around it. So, mm. If we landed in the moat or near the moat, we might have mm. been swept into the sewer. I see. Okay. L- Fortunately, we are rather buoyant. I am worried, however, of Warden Duthane and whether he sank. Um, I'm pretty sure, this is out of character, I'm pretty sure we know that everyone is in different places and, and accounted for, correct? Do we know I that everyone's so. accounted for? Okay. Uh, yeah, well, I uh, contacted Sparkle. Yeah, Cut that part yeah, and I can't, then we contacted Sparkle, too. Oh, after? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's why oh, she good. told us to... Uh, to meet in the... Wherever shanty place. Town, I shanty Town. Shanty Town. I keep thinking the Barons. Is that what it is? I don't know. It, it all sounds like a Bruce Springsteen lyric to me, so... <laughs> I'm going to yeah. say Shanty Town is right. It's called the Shanties. Ah. The Shanties. Close. Note that yeah. here. Highways are crammed with broken heroes on the way to the Shanties. Yep. That's my one. From the latest album, Lavender Sewer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Triple platinum. How successful is the... Uh, oil at uh, overcoming uh, swamp with if you will um, it's not too bad that water was like essentially clean so um, you now kind of smell much more like a pond than a sewer there we go so you're working your way up it's a step up soon we'll smell like an entire ocean Also, we, uh, I'd be, I'd be willing to throw in the slight additional power to your armor that if you like, vent, like banish it and then like bring mm-hmm. it back, it comes back clean. Oh, yes, please. I've taken advantage of that for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I totally knew that was going to happen. Like every five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to sit here clanging these hilts together until I'm finally clean. Like Andy Dufresne, which is my one. <laughs> um, how Do you know how much further it is until we get to where we need to be? Well, that depends. <laughs> On? Oh, the shanties are pretty large. Oh. So even once we get out into the pumps, it might be difficult to find where exactly you guys want to go. Okay. I don't know them as well as the sewers. Oh, okay. Mm. Once we're above ground, I may be able to ascertain our location myself. Okay. With a nature check, he said off character. Sure. I suppose I could do that in the sewer too, but now that would Why? be a dungeoneering check. See, I'm terrible at that. Uh, Strictly an above ground guy. Everyone has their thing. So, have you um, figured out uh, or made any more connections with why you were 
phasing out days ago? No. But I believe I do know why the werekin, I was unable to attack the werekin. Why is that? I believe, in fact, I'm certain that it's an extension of an existing treaty. Treaty is not the right word. Agreement, perhaps. Uh, Essentially, I had known that a werewolf would not be able to attack. I didn't realize it extended to werekin. Werewolves wouldn't be able to attack what? You? Well, me and others like me. Uh, I suppose I should have told you this some time ago. Uh, Vampires. Oh, werewolves can't attack vampires. I think everybody knows that. I mean, that's written down in the books, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's common knowledge. Oh, wait. The werekin apparently have a a similar treaty. Are you a vampire? Only half. Wait. You're a half vampire? Which half? (laughs) Very amusing. Wait, but I've never seen you try to uh, suck uh, anyone's blood or do any of that stuff. Is that the part that doesn't that doesn't do that? That in itself may be the reason for my episodes, I believe. So, that was what... Oh, I have so many questions. Because <laughs> I've never I met a real imagine. vampire before. Or even a half vampire. Half vampire. Wow. How does that work? <laughs> it's... Uh, it's difficult to to talk about it as you as you might imagine, but it's it's my family lineage. So wait, does that mean everyone in Diamond Throne is also vampires? No. Don't you know people from Diamond Throne? I do, but aren't you related to them? I'm related to some. And are they vampires, or did? Or did you just get turned into a vampire? Some of my relations are vampires, yes. Which ones? <laughs> Generally, House Oblia. Oh. Hmm. Does Rantus know about this? Is Rantus a vampire? Did you turn Rantus into a vampire? No, Rantus is not a vampire. Oh. Because if he could turn into a bat, that would be cool. <laughs> You're making many, many assumptions. I'm just, what, what the books say about vampires. The books may not be entirely factual. That's why I'm asking so many questions. So obviously, the half of you that is not vampire can go out into the sun. Well, all of me can go out into the sun. Yes. Right. But uh, again, what about the... Um, blood-sucking part. It's complicated, but do you remember when we were in the the mines? Do you remember I... On your island? No, after that. Okay. We spoke to the Elder Elf. Yes, uh uh-huh. That 
is the first time since we left our home that I have engaged that side of my nature. And I believe that may be the reason why these strange effects are occurring. I honestly have no frame of reference for this. I, I'm unfamiliar with any of this. So, so you're thinking because you haven't um, sucked on someone's blood that that's why you're disappearing? <laughs> That is such an inelegant phrase. Okay. Consume the blood of a living being. Is that why you're disappearing? That's not exactly better, but more factual. What would you like me to call it then? Well, I... We really don't have a framework for it. I mean, I don't particularly enjoy the word vampire, but it's... It's the appropriate one for the situation. In, in, in my family, where I grew up, this is simply, this is second nature. This is something that we, we don't really speak of. But does Randis know? I don't believe so. He you may have some him. inkling. I haven't told any of you. Oh. And I regret that, honestly. I should have explained this long before now. But Yeah, why didn't you? I'm not sure, to be honest. Stubbornness, perhaps? Oh, Um, yeah, well, I can understand that. (laughs) To be honest, before our journey, I wasn't sure how any of you would respond after our journey. Perhaps I even felt a bit foolish. After so long on the ship together, I... I don't know. Hmm. So, uh... Yes. To be honest, it does feel better to to have told you, and by extension, I think we will have to explain to the others as well. Oh, yes, I think you will. (laughs) Can I be there when when you tell them? Uh, You know, for support. Support, indeed. Of course, certainly. At At this point... There's, there's no way it could go any more. So I wonder, can you only turn into a snake then? Well, that is actually a function of being a bright one. That's connected, but not. Again, it's, it's all very complicated. Uh, oh. when, when I say to you that I don't know how to describe much of this, mm-hmm. it's not attempting to be evasive it's honestly true i but i mean so, can you yes. turn into other things well i can turn into a snake on fire right but i mean can you turn into a wolf? i can turn into a cigar on fire no i i cannot turn into a bat or a wolf hmm. again werewolves are wolves I right 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 so what's this uh, treaty then that uh, that it seems like your specific groups, I mean, we just don't well, have vampires s- in the Feywild, so, you know, we just read what books were brought in. Some of you them were very out of date, so. You saw what happened when I attempted to attack the Werekin. Right. I couldn't bring myself to attack. The Sewerkin, forgive me. Yeah. Tiny mouth is that, from my shoulder. But is that something that's like, I don't want to say built in, but... 
Is I it believe it's mystically enforced. Oh, okay. Which is why when I came to the point of attacking, I couldn't bring myself to do it. Something held me back from that process. Hmm. Which... So have you ever been in battles before where this has happened? Yes. Interesting. Not recently. No, but I mean like back home. Mm. Yes, it has happened. Hmm. Fascinating. Mm. But you still don't know why that, what's causing, I mean, Entirely what's the longest not. that you've done with, how, how long have you gone without uh, consuming the life energies of another being? How long have we been here? Oh, since uh, since the mountain. Yep. So yeah, but we don't know what. I mean, several days. Character-wise, player-wise, we know what. From how what long Sakaar would it have been from the time did. from the time that we left the central continent? Wait, are we on the central continent? No, no, we're, we're on, on the, the southern, southern continent. continent. We're on the southern continent. How long would it have been from the time we left the central continent to the time? That I disappeared. Uh, definitely at least six months. That's how long you were on the ship. Plus then all the stuff in Monster Town and then making your way up the mountain. So it was a while. Seven, eight months. So is that, that the longest that you've gone without doing the thing yeah. that vampires do? Yes. Hmm. But... Do you, know, I, do you know of any other vampires that have a problem where they just disappear like that? I do not. Hmm. If There's I nothing did, in I your lore or, or anything? Not that I'm aware of. Interesting. But my nature is somewhat unique as well. Why is that? Well, when I became a Reaper, essentially I bonded interacted with spirits that my family members never have and to be honest never would mm. so my situation is often unique well so so far then there's nothing that we can go on to figure out why that happened I can say that Having returned to, at least once having returned to my ways, mm -hmm. it felt less severe, but obviously we've seen it happen since. So this may be something entirely new. This may be an entirely new situation, which is occurring for the first time. In a way, it's fascinating. It's also terrifying. So, Well, so... Did Randus ever tell you about the problems we had with Ket? I mean, besides his gambling and stuff. Mm, nothing specific. He spoke of Ket having, I believe his phrase was, multiple souls. Or Well, but did he tell you that, again, maybe it doesn't happen now because mm. apparently he's moved up in the rankings. Mm -hmm. But at one time he could be called to mm. the the tournament 
You spoke of it in passing, but... Well, that's happened before when we're in the middle of a conflict. Mm. And to suddenly have one of our party pop out puts us in some dire straits. Well... And that's what I'm concerned about if you're fading out and if you're not able to control it, or you are. You kind of did it back there at the, the bar. I feel like it's something that, well, first, I'm not leaving the plane of reality. I'm, I'm mostly just invisible? Am I intangible as well, Rodrigo? No. No? Just invisible? No. I mean, you could be both, presumably, given the mm -hmm. right set of circumstances, but uh, no. You only turn invisible with this thing. Mm. It may be uh, a new iteration of my abilities as a warden. It may be, I, again, I, I don't know, but I'm not disappearing from reality, simply. Oh, okay. And you're still full of um, your faculties? Yes. You're able to from, move and fight and do all that stuff? Aside from the issues with pain, which I believe the last interaction was much less, again, I'm not hmm. certain. So, but I've, I've heard yeah. that the vampires, now this may be just a rumor, <laughs> I've heard that the vampires have a strong connection with magic. Did you experience anything different when we were in those other planes? Those other worlds? I don't believe so. Huh. Let me think back. My memory often speaks as though far away, as if on the coast of the continent. No, no, you didn't experience anything. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, at least not, not definitely, not to uh, the extreme. Nothing that was obvious. Really, yeah. the most of the issues came from the fact that spirits just behave differently, or didn't exist at all, or were something else uh, mm -hmm. there. So, vampireness wasn't an issue. Um, the def, uh, you know, your your nature wasn't an issue the way that it was for Orem, definitely. Mm. Cut, I cut to, you know, Orem of Samaria. <laughs> Long ago. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what is best in life? <laughs> Having fresh-smelling hair. <laughs> Sakaar, the shape-shifting master. <sighs> I have at least four shapes. Granted, many of them are serpentine. But tubes are simpler. <laughs> <laughs> the shape-shifting yeah. novice, then. Exactly. No, I, I, I don't recall any such interactions. Well, this kind of changes... Doesn't it change some of the tactics that we can use to approach? Or have we... There seen the are... extent of your abilities. No, no, you have not seen 
the extent. There are certain abilities which I have intentionally not utilized that now certainly would be an option. Uh, again, sometimes it's difficult, it's complicated, but again, yes, there there are things that I can do that you have not seen. Hmm. I think I'm kind of a little upset about that. To be honest, I expected you to be more so. I mean... With everything that we just went through. Mm. Well, it's over now. I, I think that if you have some abilities that would be able to aid us in the future, that you should probably let us know in our planning. And I'm, I'm, you know, to be honest, so, so I'm a little angry, uh, obviously, but um, I'm glad you told me. That's great. I hope you tell everyone else. I'm mm -hmm. not going to out you. Um, but um, I think if we're to get through this, being open and up, up front with everyone is probably going to be the best tactic. I agree. In fact, our near-death experience is... A large part of the reason that I'm telling you now. Ooh. I, how, how do you die? Well, how does anything die? Well, I mean, you heard the, there's these rumors, of course, that go around. You hear things. Sufficient trauma. Stake through the heart. Well, that, that would be a very sufficient trauma. It in itself would not necessarily, again, not all of the legends are true. Well, that's why I'm trying to figure them out. That's why I have these questions. <laughs> Were you to stake me in the heart, there is a very good chance that it would kill me, but I believe that's true of all of us. I yes, you're right. Although, do Eladrin have multiple hearts? I had heard that Eladrin have two hearts. They beat as one. Eladrin do not have two hearts. <laughs> I thought we were going to get away with it, man. Nope. Dang it. No. All right, I'm serious. Too. Okay. Anything else you're uh, not telling me? Not entirely sure that that color of blue goes with your eyes. Oh, it's wonderful with my eyes. <laughs> you haven't been to the Feywild yet. This is toned uh, down. I can only imagine. Those stories I have heard. All right, so you guys walk for a little bit farther, and then... Um, your guide leads you to a um, a staircase that leads to a hatch. Mm. And then uh, once you climb up and open the hatch, you are outside and essentially find yourselves in a uh, what 
in a kind of derelict facility full of pipes and has some water running through it, um, as well as clear signs that somebody, like maybe 30 or 40 people are squatting here, although nobody is immediately present. So we don't see anyone? No. No one seems to be immediately alarmed that the hatch is opened? No. No one seems to be alarmed that two grubby-looking dudes crawl out? Uh, I think even having walked through a sewer, you two are probably the most fabulous people that have come out of this hatch in a while. I see. We we are fabulous. Hmm. So we are above ground. Hmm? Is there any <sighs> visual indication of where we are? Or where Anything we're supposed that, to go? Right. Anything that might serve as uh, some idea, perhaps? Uh, sort of. You can mm-hmm. see the plates that the city is built on, just basically these huge platforms jutting out of the mountains above you. So you are below the lowest plate of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, your, uh, your rat like points towards basically these lights on the mountains as the shanties are that way. Mm-hmm. Does our rat have a name? I didn't write it down. Yeah, it's uh, it's Maba'a, M-A-B-A apostrophe A. Thank you. And she is going to continue to travel with us, it looks like? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, she's, uh, cool. she's a, a guide slash, like, straight up mole. I mean, <laughs> she's a rat, but you know what I'm saying. Right. A metaphorical mole, a literal rat. Right. Moles and trolls, moles and trolls. Also a metaphorical rat. That's right. (laughs) And a metaphorical pigeon, if you want to be completely uh, thorough. But anyway. Let's talk turkey. Yep. All right. We shall set off towards the shanties. Okay. Okay. So you guys walk through uh, up the mountain a ways and then into the shanties. And I mean, if you thought Murder Town was bad, then this is super extra bad. I mean, these are shacks built out of cloth and pieces of discarded wood. Um, and it's massive. There's just tents and tents and tents. And this is built into the mountainside just in very precarious ways. There are, you know, uh, little makeshift buildings that are just kind of leaning up against each other. And you can see, like, corners of them are just not on anything. You know, it's just kind of leaning out into the precipice. Um, there are a lot of fires, um, purposeful ones, just you know, basically kind of bonfires, people cooking, that sort of thing. Um, and it's a very, uh, it's, it's a very jam packed area. There's a lot of people walking around once you get into the shanties proper. Um, a lot of humans and a lot of minotaurs live out here. No one that looks familiar. Uh, after a while, there is you. Uh, 
especially because there really don't seem to be a lot of Kenku out here. And after a while, you do spot a little sparkle like way over there. Um, As sitting. an aside, sorry, oh, I didn't go ahead. Mean. Go ahead. If okay, so Minotaurs. Mm. If we were to encounter Big Teach, mm. who was a Minotaur, yes, yes, would we immediately go? That's totally Big Teach. Yeah. Uh, okay. They do have like pretty much without going too crazy. Um, there are a lot of different looks for minotaurs. There mm-hmm. are kind of uh, more short-faced ones, long-faced ones, woolly ones, and so on and so forth. And their structure of their faces is different. They do kind of have facial features, as it were. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, jewelry, dress, anything they wear. Right. So, yeah. And, you know, Big Teach has uh, is, first off, particularly big. Also, he's got dreadlocks. Right. So okay. um he's uh he stands out. Um if there is kind of a fashionable haircut uh for Minotaurs out here, it does tend to be that sort of like uh basically a, a mane, as it were, just like mm-hmm. a, a single line going down the back. Okay. That's cool actually. Yeah, but there's some uh some straight up yak like Minotaurs as well that are just like really wooly. I've already used my one, so. Well, there you go. No mind bullets. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> that is so unfair. I'm being good, and you, <laughs> you throw a reference, man. All I right. actually have mind bullets. I was more expecting woolly boy. There's that yeah, too. Too. Have I yeah, told you the main problem? But, but, but nobody knows the lyrics to that. So it's it's hard to sing along. That's true. Okay. See, you did it again. Throw no, me Rob. off on the side and then I get in trouble. That was Rob. Thanks, Rob. Okay. So, so we see yeah, Sparkle. Uh, yeah, off over there you see Sparkle. She's uh, sitting on a crate. And across from her, sitting on another crate, is the Queen's Rebellious daughter. Oh, hey, look. There they are. Excellent. Let's um, let's go over there and get part of the party back together. Hello. Oh, uh, yay! You're alive. Good. Yes. We've uh, brought a friend. Hi. Oh, like. Oh, uh, hello. I'm uh. You can call me Little Sparkle. I know who you are. Fair enough. Uh, who are you? I'm Mabaa. Cho sent me. I figured. Uh, well, uh, please thank her for me for uh, get my friends out of there. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Where... Where's Randis and Ket? Uh, they apparently met up with actually a truant or a former truant who's been living in the um down here, and uh, she said that they said that she could guide them up here. So hopefully they won't be too far along. 
Is this someone you know? Someone I've heard of. No, by reputation. I thought she was dead. Hmm. Is it someone we should trust? I mean, I wouldn't, like, go talking too much. I don't know what she's been up to for the last few years. Uh, mm. But if uh, I, I trust her enough to hopefully let her out, let them out of the sewers. So they didn't seem to be in any imminent danger. The sewers can be complicated. Yes, and smelly. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, all of those things. But, uh, yeah, if she's living down there, then uh, hopefully she knows them pretty well. I also bribed a townsperson down in Plug to uh, give them directions if they wander that way. So if they do get lost, we've got uh, a little bit of a lead. Covering bases in both directions. That's, that's the usual M.O., all right. Well, it looks like two thirds of our party back are back together. Let's find out what happens to the uh, other third uh, next time on Critical Hit. On Critical uh, Hit, <laughs> podcast at majorspoilers.com uh, is the email address if you have any questions to send us. And until next time, here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits. This podcast is copyright 2016 by Major Spoilers Entertainment LLC. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.